0: We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today, we'll be continuing our study in chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians, and this will be, I believe it'll be, about our sixth or seventh study here in chapter 5, and we're getting down now into verse 16 and 17, probably very familiar uh, verses to you, and we'll see what the Lord has to say and how it applies to our life. Now, if you've missed any of our prior Bible studies, all of those are archived and available at our podcast and you can find the podcast uh, wherever podcasts are found Spotify iTunes wherever you find your other podcast go there type in striving for revival, and you can get a free uh, subscription to our podcast. And that way, if you miss us on the radio, you can always catch us there. I sure do appreciate every radio station, AM, FM, internet shortwave that we're on. Thank you for your ministry. Of course, our home station here, KNVBC. And if you're listening on KNVBC, thank you for listening uh, at knvbc.com. Now, 2 Corinthians, It's a little different from 1 Corinthians because in 1 Corinthians, Paul is correcting. Paul is counseling. Paul is uh, exhorting and admonishing, chastening in a way, the Corinthian church for their carnality. And he'll uh, reference their carnality not once or twice but several times throughout that epistle. In fact, he'll call them carnal. Then he names their different sins and he corrects it and asks them to correct it. In 2 Corinthians, Paul gives us a lot of Bible doctrine, of course, but also he's on the defense of his own ministry. Uh, The Corinthians, some of them did not take the correction well, and so they began to criticize Paul, and I've said this many times, but I'll say it again. Often, the harshest criticism comes from the most carnal person, And most times, spiritual people uh, will keep their mouth shut and maybe offer some counsel if you draw it out of them, but a carnal person is quick to criticize everything and everyone. And so these folks, some of them, rather than get right tried to find a flaw in Paul. They thought if we can discredit the messenger, we can discard his message. So Paul in chapter 5 has already been on the defense a little bit of his apostleship, of his ministry, and he's saying, you know, some of you say, I'm beside myself, I'm crazy. He said, but whether I be crazy or I be sober, he said, I'm doing it for you, the love of Christ constraineth us. And we talked about that in the last study, that it's the love of Christ that kept him going, and it ought to be Christ's love for us that keeps us going when we consider how great the father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure that Jesus would hang on an old rugged cross and shed his blood for you and I it ought to keep us going a little while longer. He loves us, we ought to love him and that's how it just, I tell you that's how it, that's how it's blessed. I mean you let the love of Christ burn in your soul and cultivate a love for Christ in you and I tell you what you'll just stay at this thing. Now verse 16'll be our new verse for today and then 17 following and it says, Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. If we look back to verse 15, it tells us, Verse 14, really the second half, and then all of verse 15, that we once were dead. We were dead in trespasses and in sins. And in that state of spiritual deadness, we were alive to the flesh. We off, uh, operated in the realm of carnality, temporalness, and the flesh. Everything that we did, our perception, our understanding, our way of thinking, our agenda, was all flesh, carnal. We were dead men spiritually, dead men walking. But then Jesus passed by and, thank God, quickened us. And you hath he quickened who were dead and trespasses in and sins, Ephesians 2. And now we are dead to sin and alive to Christ. So our perception should change. Our agenda should change. Our way of thinking should change. And Paul said it, henceforth, live we never, not, not unto ourselves, but unto him which died for us and rose again. Now, one of the fruits of being born again ought to be the way that we see the world and the way we think about circumstances and different things that come into our life. And Paul is saying that by the statement of verse 16, when Paul says, Wherefore, henceforth, from this point on, from the point of conversion to today, from now until eternity, from this point, from henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. What does that mean? What is he saying? Is he saying we don't know any people now, any flesh and blood humans? We, We cut ourselves off from society. We have no relationships. We have no friendships. We have no camaraderie. We have no interaction. What is he saying? That is not what he's saying. The phrase, no man, has the sense of nothing at all. He said, so from this point on, from the day I got saved till the day I go to glory, I don't want to know anything after the carnal way of thinking or carnal perception But I want to realize in what Christ has done for me, I want to look at things through the lens of Christ, not through the perspective of my flesh, so I do not live unto myself. I don't live to fulfill my my wants or my needs or what I desire, but I want to please Christ in all things. No longer is it my five senses, touch, taste, smell, hear, whatever it is, sight, that I'm living for. I'm not living for external stimuli, but internal stimuli. Life, that spirit of God within me, he directs my steps, he guides my feet, he makes my path clear, and now I want to live for the Lord. He said, I'm not going to live with that carnal mindset, I was dead, but now I'm alive. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was in darkness, but now I'm in light, and I want to live that way. I want to look that way. I want to think that way. I want to perceive that way. We've known Christ after the flesh. He said, but now, henceforth, knowing him, no more. So Paul said, before I got saved, I I knew Christ from a fleshly perspective. He hated him. He persecuted his cause. He imprisoned his Christians. He wanted to shut down his churches. He had viewed him as a man, as a rebel rouser, as a a stir of sedition, possibly. But now Paul said, I don't know him like I used to know him. And he said, if you knew him like I know him, then you'd know he's real, he's alive, and he's worth living for. Paul said, I don't know him like I did before I got saved. He said, now, I know Christ as Savior. I know him as Lord. I know him as my provider. I know him as King of kings. I know him as being gracious and good and God, and it's changed my perspective in life. I'm motivated by the fear of the Lord, but I'm also motivated by a love for the Lord. It constrains me, and it's transformed me. Now we come to verse 17, and here's the explanation of that transformation. He said, Therefore, because of salvation, because I've been born again, because I was dead, and now I've been made alive by the Spirit, therefore, because of it, if any man be in Christ, that means if you be if you're if you be saved, if you're saved, if you be in Christ positioned in Christ. Paul loves that phrase. The Holy Spirit allows him to pin it over and over in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. It's a positional, safe, secure statement. We are placed in Christ spiritually at salvation. If any man be in Christ, here's it. Here it is. He's a new creature. Doesn't say he'll become a new creature. Doesn't say he might end up a new creature. It says he is. He's a new creature. He's not the same. If you're saved, you're different. He's a new creature Old things, the old life, life before salvation, that is passed away. The old thinking, the old mindset, the old desires, the old wants, the old habits, that old life. You don't look at the world the way the world would look at itself. You don't have that same perception, that same worldview. It's different now. If any man be in Christ, he said the old things are passed away, and now all things are become new. You remember that song? We've sung it before. It's different now since Jesus saved my soul. And it ought to be. The things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. The places I used to go, I don't go there anymore. I'm not saying perfection. I'm just saying there is a, a purpose to be different, to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. But why is that? Paul said it. We read it in 1 Corinthians. You're not your own right? You're bought with a price. we ought got to glorify God. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. We belong to Him. We're joint heirs with Christ. Our name's written down in heaven, a mansion on streets of gold. We have the Holy Spirit living within who guides us and directs us into all truth, and that ought to produce spiritual fruit in our lives. Now, I'm not saying everybody grows at the same rate, but every Christian ought to grow into more Christ-likeness as they go down the pathway of their life. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. That's all of our time for today. Until next time, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.